This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. My man, Peter King, 840 every Wednesday. One of my favorite segments, one of my favorite people. One of the uh, great politicians. I say this every week right there with Rudy Giuliani, the two greatest New York politicians ever. Peter King, congressman, the better part of four decades out on Long Island, Homeland Security, just just a uh, super guy to become a very good friend of my family. I know you just saw him at McDonald's or something, I right? did. I saw him at McDonald's on Friday, <laughs> on uh, Monday, on my birthday. I was walking out. He yeah. wished me a happy birthday. He said, good job keeping Sid in line. I said, that's not, that's not working at all. <laughs> yeah. But I was just wondering. I wasn't sure if he was panhandling in front of McDonald's there on, on uh, kind of what it looked like. Yeah. And then he saw me and he kind of like rushed the other way. I don't, think it's, hey, gotten, it I don't think it's gotten that bad yet. You don't think not, so? Not yet. I it don't know. It seemed like it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Peter King, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing a lot better now that I'm away from Giuliani. I mean, I'm walking down the street the other day, you know, going to the studio, relaxing. I'm happy. I said, well, what could possibly go wrong? And who's in front of me but Andrew Giuliani? Funny. So my whole day collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> you must you know, be talking to my wife. My father was a bad guy, but Andrew's even worse. He worse. I know. I spoke to a mutual friend of ours yesterday, Pat Ryder. I got to tell you. And I know you were He's talking great. about, he is great. Uh, of course, he is the pol- chief of police in Nassau County. You and I were talking about him a couple of weeks ago, and I brought up the fact that Kilme was talking about him and uh, said that, that that little police department, he goes, oh, and I'd so little, you made the same point. He is a great guy. Pat Ryder, Ann Donnelly, Bruce Blakeman, Joe Cairo, all those folks are great. I love them all, but I'm not sure they're going to get what they want, and I'm talking about George Santos. I'm not sure George Santos is going to have to leave that job Anytime soon. What do you think? Well, I hate to say this, but I, I agree with what uh, Andrew Giuliani said before. I mean, the fact is, you know, there's nothing that Joe Cairo or anyone can do to push him out of office between now and uh, November of 2024. What is going to get him is the investigations by the Justice Department, by the Ethics Committee. He is, uh, by all uh, indications, seriously violated the law. You can't say that you're putting in $700,000 of your own money if it's someone else's. That's filing a false statement. It involves money laundering, every other possible allegation. That's going to be looked at so carefully. But also, I think they can come to a pretty quick decision that he filed a false statement with the federal government, which you have to do. You have to file with the uh, Federal Elections Commission where your money is coming from. And if you even lie about a $5,000 or $10,000 item, that's enough to get you indicted. This is $700,000 that he uh, basically can't account for. So, you have the crime, which I think will be a crime, of having to file that false document. Plus, where did the 700000 come from? Was it money laundering? Was it from an oligarch? Where, where, I mean, you can't just find $700,000 overnight. So uh, that is where his biggest issue is going to come from. But the sooner he goes, the better. Listen, I understand Kevin McCarthy needs his vote in Washington. Meanwhile, though, every day that Santos is in office, that's going to cost his votes. In Nassau County, we have big local elections coming up next year. And everywhere you go, people talk about George Santos. People can't understand what Santos did, which means they can understand it's something very serious that this was allowed to happen. So that's why Cairo and Blakeman and all of us are saying that he should resign, knowing he probably won't unless the feds actually have up against the wall. 
then you may use that as your bargaining tool. Retired Congressman King here. And the reason why I say that, along with the big news today, which is Tom Brady retiring, you know, I think there are only maybe one or two Republicans that could potentially win that seat. Now, I know this was not your district, but it's an adjoining district. Would you, Peter King, ever think about coming out of retirement to run for that seat? Because I think you could win that seat. Uh, I can't because Sid, Sid's show depends on me being on on Wednesday. I can't do this. <laughs> You're show. right about that. After, You're, you're carrying this thing. collapse overnight. I mean, I don't want to brag. I don't want to have a big ego like Sid. But that show couldn't survive without me. I mean, Andrew, Andrew, you know, you're doing okay, but they need the big guns oh, like me, you know. You are right. I'm just treading water. You, you bring the bring the real hey, heat. I'm the first to say it, Pete. We uh, we need you. We need you bad, uh, maybe even more than once a week. So I'm glad you said that. I'll tell you what, though, if you don't do what Andrew just did, uh, our mutual friend Kevin Breslin, the son of the late, great Jimmy Breslin, just right. emailed me, and he said that uh, I know Pete King can fight pretty good. I wasn't too bad either. You may be better off having two Irishmen in your corner over one Democrat. So <laughs> Breslin is saying you and King in my corner for the big fight against Chris Cuomo. How does that sound to you? Sounds good. It sounds very good to me. God, it's, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's funny. No, but a serious you know, just note. Seeing you in the ring would be enough for me. So you could do shadow box. I, I, yeah, I, I, I pay to go see. No, that. listen. I, I fought once, and Bernie killed me. But that was twenty years ago. I'm in much better shape now, even though I'm older. But um, I don't want to do it again. But on a serious note, we always talk about the issue in Washington. You talk about this, Pete. One thing you were able to do, and why I think you were so successful in your career, was you were able to work with Republicans and Democrats. There's no question Peter King is a Republican. But you were able to work with both. So today, for example, the, um, the president, Joe Biden, is going to meet with Kevin McCarthy. And they're going to discuss the debt ceiling issue which is a major issue. Look, we all believe it'll be done by June. We'll, we'll be okay. At least that's what Larry Kudlow tells me, Ron and Santa, Monica Crowley, everybody else. But the fact that Biden and McCarthy are meeting today, how important is that for future politics? It's important if it goes somewhere. I mean, if you had Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton sitting down, I would say, yes, it can go somewhere because both of them are serious players. I didn't always agree with Newt, but the fact is he was very serious, very thoughtful. Uh, Bill Clinton was obviously an incredibly smart guy. You have them sitting down, even having John Boehner and Barack Obama, when they sat down, things can be done. I just don't know if Joe Biden is going to be in there able to actually carry a discussion, or is he just going to have uh, cards in front of him, index cards that he's reading from. I think Kevin McCarthy would like to be able to work out some kind of an agreement with Biden. Listen, we know that the uh, debt ceiling ultimately has to be raised. But on the other hand, the, uh, you know, the uh, overall debt is getting out of control. The annual deficits are getting out of control. This is an opportunity for both of them to say, listen, these are the legitimate changes we can make. These are legitimate cuts or at least reduction in the increases that we can make. Uh, the danger is that Biden is going to be so locked in. He says that I basically just say you know, the Republicans are MAGA Republicans. They want to kill old people. They want to cut off children from getting aid and all that kind of talk. And then uh, so that's, that's going to be tough. On Kevin's side, I think Kevin is more inclined to work out an agreement. What he has to worry about is any agreement he works out obviously means that the Democrats are going to get a lot of what they want, even if we get a lot of what we want. And I just hope that the, you know, the group that held up his election as speaker doesn't jump on what's not in the agreement and just say Kevin, you know, Kevin McCarthy sold out. So both of them have a tough job. And I, I, I've known Kevin for a number of years. He's a good guy. He's a smart guy. 
Uh, he also you know, respects the institution. So I think he's going to try and make a deal. Uh, whether or not Joe Biden is up to it or not, I don't know. I think right now, I mean, he's so partisan. Every president gets partisan to some extent, but he is always partisan, always. And it's just, uh, which is not the way he was in the Senate. Not that he was so great in the Senate, but at least he was able to work things out and try to work things out. Now it's just that down the line, hard line party talk. There's a place, a time and place for that. But this isn't it right now. Now, speaking of Joe Biden, he was in town yesterday for the Hudson Tunnel Project, which is a bigger part of the Gateway Project. Now, a little inside baseball. <laughs> if I remember correctly from the White House, uh, you were really involved in some of the conversations, the horse trading that was really going on uh, between Congress and the White House when President Trump was in there. Mm-hmm. And if I remember, there was really some discussions about some funding for the border wall and the Gateway Tunnel Project. What can you share with some of our listeners about some of the inside baseball of that? Because I thought that was fascinating. Well, I'd say, actually, you do know inside baseball. Yeah, I, mean, I can go back to it was in September of 2017. Uh, uh, President Trump brought all of us to the White House, including Chuck Schumer, right. uh, Gillibrand, Andrew Cuomo, Chris Christie, myself, Dan Donovan from Staten Island. And he said the biggest supporter then of Gateway was Donald Trump. We have to have this done. We got to get this done. It's important for New York. It's important for the whole Northeast. We got to get it done. And then so we started working on it. And uh, the, then Chuck and uh, the president got into an argument over immigration. And this, this is a funny story in a way, even though it was a sad moment. Uh, there at uh, it was a big when uh, Billy Graham died, there was a service forum in the Capitol. And uh, Paul Ryan, then the Speaker of the House, is sitting there. And President Trump walks over and he goes, kill that gateway thing. I want to take it out of the budget. Paul Ryan says, yes, Mr. President. He had no idea what gateway was. He didn't even know it was in the budget. Uh, but uh, President Trump was so mad at Schumer, he wanted, he wanted gateway killed, even though he had been for it himself in the beginning. Make a long story short, a month later, I'm at a St. Patrick's Day lunch with President Trump. And he and I get into it. I tell him he's got to put it back in. So anyway, it ended up actually going back in the budget. I, I can say this. I, I saved that temporarily in 2018. <laughs> the last minute it was put back into the uh, budget gateway, which kept it alive. Now, having said that, it, this would have been done years ago if we're not for the immigration fight. And again, uh, President Trump was wrong for taking it out, trying to take it out and slowing down the program. Uh, if Chuck could have made some concessions on the border wall. I think this could have been worked out. That's an example where both sides refused to really negotiate on that. Again, Chuck's been a great fighter for New York, but on that, he held it the hostage. Democrats were so locked in about doing anything at all as far as a border wall, as far as uh, you know, really stopping the illegal immigration. But the border wall became a, a symbol. Now, this is a classic example of something that should have been done. It's not just for New York. It's for New Jersey. It's the whole Northeast. That really involves the whole supply chain going down the Northeast. That uh, if, if we don't have those tunnels, it's, it's going to have a tremendous economic impact on the entire country. But it was killed because of a fight over the, over the border wall, which was, you know, thousands of miles away. As always, Peter King, just a, a tremendous segment. You're right. This show would not be nearly as successful. I mean this sincerely as it is without uh, your contribution. I love you. Great job with me and Andrew this morning. Great job with John Katsimatidis a few times a week. You keep talking, buddy. You were great today. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Andrew. Take care of yourself. You too, Peter. There he is, Congressman Peter King, 840 every Wednesday morning on Sid and Friends, a couple times a week with my man John Katz and Matidis, Katz at night.